recording. recording. Okay, yep, I think good. I jinxed myself because she just stood up. <laughs> I. She me, she knows me. it is her time now. I'm just like, huh? You know, it's nice that my cat is sleeping on the ground today. As soon as I hit record, she stands up. Mm -hmm. always, that's how it always happens. Yeah, that's, that's cats. That's cats for you. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to Voicing Valiant, a podcast made by the community for the community. This is episode 47, and I'm Bookworm. And I'm Shadowcon. And we have games to talk about, but we actually have bad news first. Yeah, uh, so let's just get the bad news out of the way. Um, due to the current coronavirus COVID-19 situation going on, uh, as of today, fri uh, Friday, man, I really have lost track. So, you know what? I'm so depressed, that's why. But uh, today, Tuesday, March 31st, the league announced that all homestands are effectively cancelled. It's something just really, really sad to think about because like, there are so many international fans who are finally going to be able to see their favorite team play right in front of them. Like We have some friends who had tickets to, I mean, what was the Paris homestand? And like I had friends who are getting ready to go to the uh, Chinese homestands, and it's just those aren't gonna happen now. But safety is the most important thing. Yeah. So the league's just gonna move forward with just being an online competition. Uh, they did leave it open though with the way they worded their announcement that if they can do live events, they will. But I'm just gonna guess that if it's for the season. You know, before playoffs rise, they're not going to be homestands per se. They're probably just going to put something together real fast, somewhere if they can, and go with that. But what I'm what I'm wondering is if things start to calm down, the crisis isn't like as serious as it is right now. Would they maybe do like league sanctioned? Um, watch parties maybe instead because they might not be able to get a venue to actually do like a LAN event but maybe do like watch parties and stuff I wonder if they're going to do something like that or if they're going to leave that up to the teams yeah uh, I think they'll leave it up to teams I mean maybe maybe they can get a venue but I mean I'm also going to doubt that because let's say the current situation changes and arenas, venues, everything can start opening, operating like they could beforehand let's face it everybody's gonna be trying to rush in to get you know events in in there so would the number of events have that have been canceled or have promised to move to a later date like as soon as those dates open up they're gonna get booked like we, we have so many like major conventions that have been going on for for maybe even decades now that have had to close their doors and not do it this year and you know they're going to try to get it as soon as possible. Yeah, like one of my favorite uh, local conventions, WonderCon, was supposed to be in like two weeks, but they refunded us. But their announcement was that they were just postponing it for a later date. But I'm going to go on a limb and say that's probably canceled. I'm sure Comic-Con in San Diego is going to get canceled. Anime Expo here is more than likely going to be canceled, I would say. Especially since they've turned the NA convention center into sort of like a makeshift hospital. Uh, yeah. So, just for and, treating 
corona patients too so yeah like uh, i thought that was for like regular patients so that they can focus the hospitals on the uh covet 19 stuff uh, might have been that though i mean there's yeah. there's so much there's so much conflicting information going on right uh, now, all, so. all we know is like they're essentially making it like a temporary hospital space because you know it's a big convention center and you can't have events so you might as well use it for something and might as well use it for the benefit of the people which is something really nice but that also yeah. means that any conventions going on during this time are not going to happen like anime expo uh e3 was already canceled a while ago and you know e- even if for some reason we get the arc near by like june i think that's just too short notice for the people hosting any like big convention yeah big conventions in july to happen because i think vidcon was also canceled uh, uh it might have been i haven't heard but i wouldn't that be one's also in the either. anaheim convention center right yeah let me double check because i remember when, like uh hearing it in a podcast but i, I want to like double check now that i think about it because yeah, it, it, it is in june it actually takes place during my birthday hey i just noticed that yeah they canceled it it's planned now for the fall instead yeah so like the Bannington event has been cancelled even though it's all the way in August. If there's a chance, like, I'm hoping that maybe that one will go on. Uh, I know some people were th- talking about, like, just bring back uh, the Blizzard Arena. Uh, that's not going to be able to happen. The Blizzard Arena is being rented out to another group right now. I don't know what's going on in there, but it's being rented out already. So they'd have to find a whole new venue. Uh, it, it would I would make sense to do a similar thing as they were doing the first two season is just have all the teams in one place so they can have all the all the what's it called oh man why do I keep losing my train of thoughts today what the heck I'm gonna blame my cat because she's just like walking around on the floor <laughs> she's confusing you yes she's confusion she's a Pokemon now well the cats have all the power this week I would say <laughs> Yeah, they do. And we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Don't worry. <laughs> you understand it soon enough. Hopefully you already understand this if, just by that joke. Because that was the most amazing thing that's happened this week. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Having, like, all the teams in one place to do all the games together. Like, maybe something like that once things open up. But who, who knows how it's going to be. Maybe having smaller venues. Even though, in general, you shouldn't have people all together. Even once it's, like... I feel like once this crisis is over, it's going to spike again because everybody's going to suddenly want to like hang out with people again without taking the proper precautions. Yeah. Which is why I feel like that that's the reason why it's extending all the way to the end of the season, even though it's months away, is that there's always a chance that there's going to be a spike again. Uh, viruses can mutate. So for, you know, like people who thought they were safe are no longer safe and then they go out in public and then like you get a group of 20 people and what do you know they, none of them wash their hands <laughs> it can happen it yeah. can happen unfortunately i think that's what i'm most worried about is that events are going to like scramble to get together as soon as they're given the near and it's gonna spike again oh yeah i i know that well as far as the rush goes to get events planned again i guarantee that's gonna happen uh, but as far as maybe what control, you know, local governments and whatnot will probably still put on, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, I would hope they're not just going to go all clear and just everybody rush back out. I would hope they'd be, okay, we're starting to clear up, so we're going to, like, kind of, like, step by step this. So, like, 
start opening up like some other bit like let some other types of businesses open again give it some time again then open up another like set of businesses and you know so on and so forth until you get to you know big events type things yeah Yeah, starting with like maybe needing restaurants be sit down restaurants again uh then moving on to maybe like sort of nightclubs announcing stuff like that and then move on to maybe smaller like sort of gathering things like smaller conventions uh leaving stuff like amusement parks nas because like yeah, you don't want you don't want disneyland <laughs> opening right now like even when yeah. this was like really starting up and they had said they were going to close disneyland like people were rushing to go to disneyland before it closes and i'm like what are you thinking yeah that was so bad when i was seeing that going on Mm-hmm. yeah and even stuff like maybe amusement parks and sporting events nast in what they are now opened up again which would include like esports events because you know we, got, we gotta be we gotta be equal with that yeah <laughs> but yeah and like major events will probably not be open for a while and i just want to see them play uh. yeah i mean at least we started to get the games again so at least we can kind of watch them again but yeah i know what you mean mm-hmm. you want to be with you know friends and other people in person you know to watch and enjoy the games with yeah that's the fun of it you get to hang around with people joke get maybe a no tipsy uh <laughs> just make fun of each other whenever like you guys do something stupid you know it's 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 fun you get to scream together get to high five together get to cry together get to like burp up all the unhealthy food that you're eating together <laughs> Yeah, now it just sounds like we're talking about the guild hall all over again. <laughs> I miss guild hall. Ugh. I'm and really? like I finally turned twenty one. I could actually go to the watch party still gonna have this year, and it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not. I mean, it. I mean, it sucks that I spent all that money on the season pass too, and like I got my stuff. But now it just feels like you know my special like season pass holder uh, pass yeah. that I was supposed to wear to the venue so that like i can get like my early access to the homestead and all that it's like yeah well i got this now but i can't use it for you know what it was Anything. for yeah but i mean at least i got it for free now question mark kind of because i paid for it but now i'm getting refunded are they refunding the entirety or are they doing like another partial thing like in case they do watch parties so you guys can still get into watch parties for free uh they haven't sent an email out of any kind to people well at least I haven't gotten one as a because pretty much everything that they've done so far is for season pass holders. They've sent us an email almost right away for everything so far. Nothing yet about this, so I'm just gonna go on a limb and just take a random guess and say we're just like I haven't even gotten my partial refund yet for the home stand that's supposed to be next month. So I'm guessing we're just gonna get full refund, and then if they, you know, can hold watch parties, you know months down the line for these things then they'll come to a decision on something but i mean until we get something official or hear something official i mean it's all just pure speculation so don't believe me because <laughs> i could be very wrong yeah it's it really sucks because a lot of teams are losing money because of this because they'll probably make banking on the homestands to make money and who knows how many of them still have to pay for partial like cost of the venue they probably have to put down a deposit, and you don't usually don't get the deposit back if you cancel stuff like this. So, I'm really, I'm really wondering how much the team and the league in general are losing from having to cancel all these events, and like, you, like how much money were they making from like the season pass, like that they already spent because 
you guys had that uh uh was it like that that pre-season yeah, like pre-season thing. like meet and greet yeah you guys thing, yeah. like that was a that was a space they had to rent out and they probably paid it with part, part of the like season pass holder money like are they gonna like take that out of you guys and then you give you like maybe think we find everything minus like ten dollars and say like ten dollars from everybody covered it or something just i'm just i'm giving a random number just to like yeah just yeah to, like, to, to have some kind of idea of how it's gonna happen uh, it, it really makes you wonder like what's going on because there's already like talk about how some teams have had, like Vanya them, themselves have had to let go two coaches so far and somebody from immortals that they had um uh, run some of the some of the content uh they've had to let go and so that's like three people now because they're just COVID-19 has put a strain on the financial situation and there's also talk of some other teams that are going broke because of this so yeah I, I think everybody's kind of bleeding money with this right now and it's unfortunate and like you just said you have uh reprise and gunbow were let go and it's like no oh. no stoop, stoop oh stoop yeah it was stoop yeah it's just like you know and you know almost immediately when the the news came out packing even tweeted out saying this wasn't a performance uh, decision. This was just a sole, like, money issue because everybody's bleeding hard money right now. That, you know, unfortunately, people have to be cut for, for you know, to try to save money, keep, you know, some kind of extra cash on hand because who knows how hard everybody's gonna continue bleeding with the way things are right now. Yeah, there was a rumor that we were talking about like a few days ago in one of our servers about like why so there's like rumors of certain players being sold and stuff and you're like oh why would they do that and it's like oh because they're running out of money due to like the situation right now i mean so far at least last i saw nobody's been traded or anything like that on any team so maybe it is it's all just like, speculation or maybe it might be just teams are just trying yeah i would think teams are going to hold on to their players as much as possible until like the very last moment <laughs> Yeah, because the players are the ones who like actually perform. So. But like, yeah. oh, like sponsorships too. I just thought about that. Like, if you're not playing games, and you're not hosting events, like the the they'll new, missing out on sponsors because sponsors will like pay Hannah Cash to plaster their name on over an event. The Kit Kat Rivalry Weekend, like it was it was literally named the Kit Kat Rivalry Weekend. Like, think of how much money that was. That they oh, pay yeah. to have their name be the name of the event. They had the, the like the Bud Night Lounge, like that's Hannah money they pay for this stuff. And without the event, like how are they gonna bring in that sponsorship money? It's just it's so so it's there's so much going on with the fact that the homestands are being canceled. That's gonna really really impact the uh, the league. Like they're lucky enough that they, I guess they still have the Coca Cola sponsorship that they can. Nast uh, whenever the games are going live, along with the uh, the cheese grooves and the Pringles thing that they're doing, they're, they're just needing money, and it's really sad because this was this was like the year where they were really supposed to go out there, and it was gonna be probably the most expensive year to do because every team has like home stands and stuff, but it it could have easily been the most profitable if they yeah. had played the cards right. And well, like a lot of people were saying, this was gonna be the make it or break it season for the league yeah essentially the cards were ripped out of their hands and replaced with jokers basically yeah so i mean they'll, they'll get through this season for sure and then this whole 
make it or break it season for the league will probably be next year instead at this point. It, it's just, it's rough, but I mean, at least they're playing games again, so you can get those sponsorships out there. They can do something to at least get some money flowing in. And at least esports has that advantage, whereas traditional sports, like, they're all just completely frozen. They can't do anything, so. Yeah, like, they're traditional really sports. They're really the money. Like, traditional sports do have the advantage of they've been established, so they might have no more pocket change, like, sword array. They, they can probably survive in a while without doing games. If, if they're smart, because there's probably some really dumb teams out there. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, wait, I think that's enough of the depressing news. Oh, no, we do have more depressing news. Because <laughs> uh, the schedule has also been changed once again. Uh, instead of having those 16 games that we were, like, freaking out over, we ended up having uh, 10 this weekend. Yep. Uh, who's that canceled? New York and Vancouver? I believe it was just those two. I don't have yeah. them, like... Since it just disappeared from the schedulingness, I don't actually know yeah, what was the last week's. Yeah, I don't remember either, but yeah, I think it was just Vancouver and New York all had to cancel because they're all moving their teams to Korea. And, oh no, London. London and Paris were supposed London, to London, yeah. And London, London said the same thing they said, we're moving the team to to South Korea. Yeah, because, yeah, we were supposed to have on. London and Paris yeah. this weekend, but London moved, so couldn't get that. Uh, we also ended up having a Valiant game against Soul Dynasty instead in place of one of the other matches just to like round things out, which is nice. We get a little extra Valiant play in there. Doesn't yeah. matter the <laughs> outcome of the game. We just got to see them play again. <laughs> so yeah, well, how we ended up with, uh, I guess, depressing news slightly over now, right? Was that all the depressing news to talk about? Uh, for the, I would say pretty much, yeah. We'll move on to what the scores were. Again, this was still like a pretty like, large amount to come just get hit with all of a sudden. Uh, so we had 10 games. Uh, we started off with the Chinese teams uh, at like 1 or, or 3 a.m. all time. <laughs> yeah. is, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I did get to watch the uh, Charge versus Shanghai, and that was like the only one I actually stayed up to watch. <laughs> I stayed up to watch that one. Did you stay up uh, for the Hunters and the Spark one or not? No, I started watching it and then i passed out during it i tried to Mood. watch it the best thing about uh these matches with that hunters now also have a uh, like pretty graphics for those they, they'll draw on and stuff it's like nice yeah <laughs> so we had charge versus shanghai dragons and shanghai dragons took it 3-0 sad knife for me then we had hunters versus spark and spark took it took it three to two which is like oh fun game nice yeah no. it, that, their season debut was a reverse sweep <laughs> yeah uh then a few hours later we had toronto defiant versus boston uprising i guess we can just just, just guess what the score was there like like who won like was it boston it was obviously boston no it was, it was defiant it like, was not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boston's not having a good time right now defiant took it three to one after that was Valiant, which we'll talk about later. Then moving on to Shock versus Gnadiers in a shocking turn of events. Gnadiers took it 3-1. to one, Which ended up like, uh, we had like an interesting pattern going on this week, which we'll end up addressing later. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend was very interesting to say the least. And then Sunday, early morning, uh, we had Chengdu Hunters versus the Shanghai Dragons. The Hunters taking a 3-0. And then we had the Spark versus Charge. Charge taking it 
3-2. Effectively starting China's own personal circle of suck. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, and, and look at look at the dragons. The dragons went win their first screen 3-0, and then they get 3-0'd the next day. And Spock win 3-2, and then get 3-2'd by the charge. Yeah. And like, oh, for people who don't know, the circle of suck means that every team in whatever like group you're looking at has beaten the other team into one full circle. Yep. So, so dragons beat the charge, charge beat the spark, spark beat the hunters, hunters beat the dragons, and there's your circle of suck. I love the circle of suck memes. So the the so funny. Yeah. So all four Chinese teams are one and one to start their seasons. Oh my god, that's so weird. It's. Yeah, I didn't expect it this early in the season. Yeah, like, they have so much time to, like, make a circle of suck. They, yeah, they did it so early. <laughs> I guess they're, like, one of the few, like, teams that could have, like, actually pulled that off since they would be playing each other back-to-back like that. Like, the opposites of each other. Yeah, that is true. Well, yeah, moving on, a few hours later, we had Florida Mayhem versus Atlanta Rain. And, you know, to no one's surprise, Rain took it 3-0. And I think... That one and Defiant versus Boston were the only ones I got right this weekend, I think. I have to double check my pickums. I'll have to double check was, too, but I think I was like I was so mad was at like myself. 50, I was like fifty fifty this past actually, weekend. I actually ended up changing my pickums because I saw how Shanghai versus Charge went and I saw how Hunters versus Spark went and I was like Okay, you know what? Shanghai's probably gonna win, and Hangzhou's probably gonna win. So I switched those because I had the opposite at the beginning. And what do you know? They both lose. I am so mad. Yeah, I must say I, I changed a lot, quite a few of mine too, and yeah, it came back to bite me. <laughs> Later on, after that, we had Seoul Dynasty versus the LA Gladiators. Seoul Dynasty taking a three-zero. Dynasty's looking pretty scary this season, actually. Yeah, so Seoul is 2-0 and to start their season, and yeah, those the two games they played, jeez. <laughs> they you have to good. think, was this because they're good, or was it the hero bands? I do believe hero bands did make quite the impact again this past weekend, but I don't know if Seoul, if Seoul being good this past weekend was basically just because of the arrow bands it mm. might be a little bit of a mixture of just mixture them of being that good and yeah the hero bands because uh soul ended up winning this entire weekend they did not drop a map which is uh are they just that good are they that good plus the hero bands helped them out which is why they didn't drop a map is that thing you have to consider Mm-hmm. But I will yeah, say one thing though the, the hero bands really did mess up one team though that's for sure <laughs> but, um, I guess that's it for the Overwatch League let's move on to Valiant's games uh, yeah like we already touched upon with Soul uh, Valiant played Soul on Saturday lost 3-0 and I mean honestly yeah Valiant just a lot of questionable things from the Valiant on Saturday in my opinion I think one of the things the casters really pointed out was that Valiant was very bad at disengaging this time around. 
uh, you gotta think like, was this because of the Nucio? They didn't have the speed boost, and they were were they just that reliant on the speed boost to get them out of these situations you did not see gig in the lineup because gig is a very very aggressive ryan and to really enable that kind of ryan you need nucio so we instead saw dreamer in and you gotta think like what is also maybe dreamer having a bit of like nerves being on stage well not an actual stage but actually uh playing in the game like what was going on with them it seemed like pretty convincing with Soul Dynasty beating Valiant. Like first map was um, Nepal taking a 2-0. Then it was Dorado, which Valiant like st was stopped. Was it like right before point B being capped? It was like right, yeah, right, like right yeah. before point B was capped. And like. Any time that Valiant like push slowed back, they seem to overstand a few times, being maybe like locked into a hallway and thinking that like oh they have the advantage and then Soul Dynasty pulls something out of a hat and is able to pick them up and then like Valiant now has to wait on respawn times but now they're too close to the point being capped and all that jazz. So they they were really they really didn't seem to understand when to disengage, when to push. Then last one was Eichenwald, uh that one Valiant look semi-decent on. I am not sure if they were finally making the adjustments they needed because this was after the halftime break. They did seem to push it farther than you would have expected. They didn't like have the best defense. But still, they, they looked better. I, I, in my personal opinion, they looked better than the first two maps. So I'm wondering what the coaches talked to them for that round to get them like a little better. But, you know, it happened. And in the end, it wasn't enough, and they still lost. Yeah, and Nepal, I was especially disappointed with them on because I believe it. I believe it was on uh, Sanctum. I think. I think that was the the second second round where Sol was base scoring at ninety nine, but Valiant took the point, started building up, you know, percentage, and then completely stepped off the point. And like fought off the point behind the point, and just kind of let Soul walk onto the point and recap and finish it off. Yeah, like, it was to like, me that was a huge head scratcher of like what was the thinking. There's that no like sort of like walkway that's on the other side of the pit. That's the other no like bottomless pit, and I, I, that's the the map you're talking about, right? I sometimes yeah. forget which you, which one is called what. Um, okay, so it, it, you you are talking about what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, and it was very interesting. I'm not sure if they thought that maybe they could pick them off through that new walkway because that is like a good place to just throw a bunch of burst damage down because there's like one opening. There's not. It, it's just like a straight shot. But they didn't send anybody to the point to make sure nobody caps and. I think they sent the Tracer to cap, actually. The, uh, Soul Dynasty. If I'm correctly. And, like, once they cap, like... It's, it's it was so hard to get them off the point. They couldn't do it. Like, they should have, like, at least contested the point to keep them from capping. Uh, that would have probably bought them some time. They might have been able to get themselves up to 99 if they wouldn't have let them cap. But they wasted so much time. Like, even if they had been able to get Soul Dynasty off the... Off the point, they they would have missed like minutes of time, not building a percentage. 
So it's like it's like there wasn't any positional advantage they would have had from be- playing back there. That's one of those points where you usually play on the point unless you pushed the enemy back past their like choke point. So it, it's one of those things like it was very it was very confusing what they were trying to do there. Yeah. <laughs> so I also don't know if maybe there was just like a miscommunication or some kind of communication issue, since like we said, Dreamer was in the lineup instead of Gig, but. I don't know. Yeah, but Nepal definitely left a lot to be desired from the way they played. But, but yeah, that was, I will uh, say Dorado, they improved over how they played on Nepal. And then same thing with Eichenwald, they improved on how they played on Dorado. But yeah, it was a little, little too late <laughs> to be making that kind of work. But yeah, Seoul pretty much really just kind of ran over Valiant, really. Mm-hmm. And then the second game that week was Valiant versus Shock. Another shocking turn of events. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Valiant you took it three to one. You know, I've been doing this podcast with you for what, like, two years now. Yeah, <laughs> you finally embraced the puns. You know, I gotta embrace <laughs> it one day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely an exciting matchup with uh, with the shock. Uh, yeah, but surprisingly, shock going zero and two on the weekend, and that's where my comment earlier about the hero bands really affecting some teams like shock really looked like the hero bands just really messed them up this week. Yeah. I'm wondering exactly what they were scrimming because somebody tweeted out from shock saying that they have been running this comp against, uh, both Valiant and gladiators and scrims. But then, uh, I think it was Gunba who said that they haven't played shock in scrims for a few weeks now. Yeah, so and it was like, uh, it was Violet that tweeted that Violet? out. Okay, I knew it was a support name, but I didn't remember which one it was. Um, and you gotta think like, did they just not? Did, did they think that because the current comp that they were scrimming with already didn't have Nucio in the lineup, that it wasn't gonna affect them? Like, what, what the other? Uh, what were the other ones that were out of the pool? It was Soldier Seventy Six, which doesn't really matter because that one's normally not played anyway. The only reason yeah. it was played. Was because the other DPS were out of the way. It was uh, yeah. Sombra too, right? And Sombra was out too, yeah, for DPS. Yeah, and then for Tank, which one was out for Tank? Winston. Winston, Winston. So maybe they, maybe like they didn't end up using like so Sombra and Soldier are really like niche picks. That the ones that were only played because other heroes were out of the map pool, not map pool. It's not map pool, hero <laughs> pool. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's map pools in this too, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> so, like, maybe they thought because Nucio was only, like, the major one that was out of it, that they're like, oh, we're going to be fine, but they didn't take adva- take into account the advantages that teams have against teams that don't have a Nucio or something, now that, like, Nucio's out, and the fact you can play other heroes in its place or something. Yeah, I-, I will say Moth not being able to play Lucio, like, I really think that's one thing that really hurt shock yeah I w- i'm really wondering what they're thinking and um i think it was posted in like valiant's overwatch league uh, channel just earlier today that apparently shock submitted the wrong lineup for one of their games yeah uh, no two of their games i believe is what was it both of their games said. yeah because like uh i i didn't actually watch the clip i'm just going by what was said in chat and it's like bacon was saying that shock submitted the wrong lineup in one of their games 
Uh, yeah, I remember, I remember watching the clip, but I think, yeah, they said it was for two games. It was for two games? Okay, I'm going to take your word for it, because you said you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, apparently Sinatra was talking on a stream that he was supposed to play in game three, but didn't know that he was going to take place in four or five, which is, I guess what they messed up is that they had him in for games four and five. Didn't actually go to all five games, it just went to fourth game. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, like, does that explain why on Harris we got to see Sinatra on Reinhardt? Yeah, yeah, shocked me. I mean, yeah, they were just making a lot of questionable lineup changes. Is that was the reason why that they messed up and left Sinatra in, and so they have to like put him on tank? And like, you know, it would make sense if they're like, oh, we're gonna run Sinatra on tank so he can play Zarya because he has a hella good Zarya, but. You know, there's also the issue with the fact that it's now, like, roll-locked. So, should it come about that Valiant plays something that count hard counters Zarya, or at the very least doesn't let her, like, come in and do damage, then he has to switch to another hero. So, he has to be ready to play all tank heroes. And I don't remember what, uh, I believe Smurf was his tank partner during that. I don't remember what Smurf was playing. I think he was on the Hammond at one point. And it's so, like, yeah. if... if Smurf decides to go Hammond, then, you know, Sinatra just now has to play the shield tank. Because I don't think, like, I'm, I'm assuming that Smurf is better at Hammond than Sinatra is. So, like, you, you gotta think about it, like, what were the shock thinking during this? And you're like, then you see that clip and like, oh, it's because they put in the wrong lineup. Yeah, I it mean, makes so much more sense. Even on Numbani, like things were questionable. I mean, there's already one clip that's gone around a lot with uh, Valiant pushing about to cap point B on Numbani, and just seeing on that upper balcony, just seeing Sinatra yeet himself across as Doomfist towards KSP on the McCree, and basically got just melted. Like, like, why, why would you try that with McCree? Like, even yeah. if he got the, like, the... Um, I'm assuming he was trying to go into the, like, um, the stun to the uppercut or something. But even if you manage to, like, pull off the uppercut, that's not enough to kill McCree. And uh, McCree has his own stun. So he can stun you before you can get your, like, right kicks off. Or was it, was it an F kick for him? Wait. No, no, it's right kick for him. Sorry get your like Reichnicks off and, and maybe like punch him or whatever and one stun and then he just fans the hammer and you're, you're done for and that's and that's if he doesn't have support from the rest of his team if he yeah. does have support from the rest of his team like you're done like that yeah, that's extra shield you get from doing damage does nothing for you yeah and ksp definitely had the support of the rest of the team so it was just like super questionable from sinatra like why would you dive like that and to try to get one pick when <laughs> The entire enemy team is there with that person you're trying to pick off. Especially since, like, he went for... Okay, McCree, he's a bit of a squishy. He does have some mobility and some CC, I guess, to hit the stun and stuff, you know. But why? Especially when it's a player that's known to be so good at hit scan. Why did you decide to single him out? Especially when he has his team for backup. Like, maybe if he didn't have his team for backup, he would have won that 1v1. But yeah. that wasn't the case there. And even then, like, the 1v1 would have been very difficult. You would have had to catch him off guard, maybe come from behind or something. So you'd have to go to, like, do a 180 to get the Fnashbang off or something. Like, 
to, to, to be able to defend himself like but oh my god that's yeah. but yeah <sighs> just throwing himself across that opening like that like everybody saw him coming like no problem it wasn't like he was coming on a flank or you know jumping off from behind something that just happened to be close by like he leaped across an extremely open area where he was very easily seen so it was just like yeah I just and like yeah. this isn't a gold game like these people know how to track so yeah and people will also say you know between Sinatra basically feeding that Choi Yobin also really fed a lot for the show. oh my too. god Choi poor guy like oh what's that one clip that Vanian put out of like oh we caught a hamster that was Choi right that was Choi on the Hammond during that time right it might have been let me double check it but it might have been Smurf though, because I remember Smurf Where playing a lot, Smurf? quite a bit. Yeah, of Smurf was Hammond, also playing a lot of Hammond. It, it might have been yeah, at one point. No, no, it was Choi. It was Choi, like okay. straight up, like Choi. This was on map one, uh, Busan, and this was actually uh, match point for Busan. Both teams had one and one, and Choi like decides to go through the like the very like the one that's on the far like side anyway thing i guess try to drop his mines there to keep them from being able to go through that way but you know the enemy team has a may and can knock you from being able to do an exit and he had just used his grapple so like he had no way of kneeing and they just they just knock him in they get the pick on him uh vanient ends up losing i th the brig during that but at the same time they just took out troy who just used his old and now they don't have a tank and they're pushing forward so the rest of the shock ends up fawning even though troy like obviously can get back faster than a brig but that you just lost your tank so you lost a lot of your like anything that can eat up the damage that's being done to you like why would you push into an anyway when they have a may yeah um but another stat to think about was after the first three maps against the game against shock ksp had 65 final blows 24 deaths for 2.7 kd and 21.7 final blows per map and i don't remember what his final stat was i kind of wish i kept the tweet i remember somebody shared a tweet talking about ksp's like, I, stats I, for the entire yeah, thing yeah i'm gonna look Basically it up right now because i remember yeah, he tied, he tied the soon, franchise right? record with soon. Because like, uh, I remember retweeting something like that on the voicing Valiant account, so I'm opening it up right now, but my phone's like black screened right now. It's I don't know why it's taking so long to open up Twitter already. Okay, you know, I'm just gonna look it up on my laptop. You know what? Screw it, screw. It. I thought it'd be faster on my on my phone. Voicing Valiant. If you get it faster than me, like you win imaginary cookies. Oh man, I like cookies. Wait, I thought <laughs> I retweeted it on here. Uh, oh, here, yeah. It's uh, Backpack Matt, who is one of the producers and researchers for the Overwatch League, tweeted out, I think this thing you said was 65 final blows, 24 deaths. Yeah, two point seven. after the okay. three maps. But there was somebody else that tweeted out something... I think he like I I want to say he also did a follow up for that or was it like oh did he retweet the follow up or am I like mixing this up with something else somebody else retweeted? Uh, I'm just like gonna look through his tweets real quick to see if he. Uh... Mm -hmm. No, I thought he like retweeted the follow up, huh? Oh wait, uh oh yeah, found it. Uh, at the end he had 80 final blows, 31 deaths, 
his kill-death ratio had moved to 2.6, so it just went down 0.1, and he had 20 kills per map. And yeah. he ended up rivaling soon. Uh, the closest player was Striker with 44. Not that singing. is <laughs> like the thing he left off with. That's what it was, yeah. So yeah, in that last map, he got 15 final blows. Because uh, after three maps, he was at 65 and the final was 80. So yeah, huh, damn. 20 kills per map. This this boy's cracked. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The, K- the KS gang. Gang gang. I still can't believe that because, like, the final nose is, like, held by soon, which would have taken, like, place during season one or two where they had the whole, like, oh, it's a, like, best of five sort of thing. Like, not how it is now where it's uh, first two, first two, three. Three. So you have the chance, like, it's one of those weird things where, like, technically this should take nest maps, but it sometimes takes more. We had like a seven map game. Was that, that that one was like the one with like a bunch of ties? And yeah, that was Houston, Boston. Houston, Boston, <laughs> and KSP still beat them out with that, huh? Uh, kind of sheds night to how those teams play. <laughs> yep. But wow, and let's see what else. He also put some other stats out there. Let's see what else he put. Uh, well, as far as. His follow-up to that KSP tweet, he put that the next closest player was Striker with 44. Yeah. Because, like, I knew he was talking about Striker's Tracer stuff. He actually, like, put out some of the stats for uh, Striker. It's funny. Mm, I don't yeah. see any other stats he put out. He he, he put that, like, it was uh, right before that he was... Oh, yeah. They oh, because they, they had to... Yeah. He also, like, oh, apparently uh, Valiant's Speedy Numbani was fifth place. Yeah, 12 seconds off the mark. And the other records set by, uh, ironically, Shock. Oh, yeah, he posted uh, about the Pneta dead nifts. Huh. I should, yeah. like, <laughs> I should, like, put this guy on, like, notifications for uh, game day so I can keep track of the, like, stuff he posts. Yeah, it might be something good to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Backpack Matt. Valiant being like, hello, have you met our DPS duo? Of KS fragging and KS popping. Yeah. <laughs> the F off. <laughs> oh, I like this guy's puns. I like him. Puns are always good. I don't know what you're trying to say. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the, the, the stats were out, out of this world for uh, KSP. Like, he, he, he got that. He, he wasn't Fnata dead nifting. Be, uh, he didn't mention it, and he had only posted, like, stats about. Fnata deadlifting. If those who don't know what Fnata deadlifting is, it's when you have what's it a uh, at least fifty percent of is it fifty percent of damage or fifty percent final blows? I think it was fifty percent of final blows. I think it's I I'm like thinking now right now if it's final blows or damage. I think it was the final blows. I'm pretty sure it was the final blows. Okay, least. it's pro- it probably final blows then if that's what you think. Because like I also think that so that'd be two and two I guess two yeah. versus one. <laughs> You know, it's kind of surprising seeing how many Fnatic Dead Nips have been. Who I think it was somebody recently that one of these past matches that came close to Fnatic Dead Nifting, but then somebody like managed to pull it off and, and even out some of the numbers. They should have had a, like, a Dead Nifting stat. They should, yeah. That'd be helpful to keep track of. Yeah. 
here's a list of every Theta dead nift in a map that happened in Overwatch. Six of them are him. Oh yeah, because Striker did like six dead nifts. Yeah. That's that's the the the, the stuff he was talking about earlier. Agenities did a dead nift uh, when Banyard was up against Uprising, but also up against bu- <laughs> Uprising. So, not yeah. wait, yeah, it's <laughs> Uprising. Um, Space also had a dead nift. Oh, this was Vanian versus New York Excel. This was uh, in 2018. As the seasons progress, it seems like those nest deadness. Or am I reading this? Yeah, right? it seems like a lot of the deadlifts were season one. Yeah. Only one this season so far, technically. And one, two, three, four, five in 2019. Yeah, Gnista was the only one this year. Happy had a dead nift. I'm not surprised. Um, Kape, Jinmu, Prophet had a dead nift. Not surprised. On the same day that Striker had a dead nift. Mm-hmm. But um, what else is that to talk about? And, oh, games. now I remember. Uh, on Paris. The, the, there's actually a kniff of Sinatra and like kind of like yeeting himself in and being hit by every single CC. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Was that, wait, no, was it Sinatra? No, he was on Tank that time, so it wasn't Sinatra. No, it, it was, was somebody uh, else. It was somebody on Doomfist. That's why I thought it was Sinatra. It was um. It was either Anz, I think, or Rascal. It might have been Rascal. Uh, but yeah, it, he was like he just like yeets himself in, Nittany yeets. And just gets hit with like almost every CC that Vanyard has. It's hilarious because people are like, this is the state of Overwatch right now. Yeah, he just got completely blown away. That was pretty funny though. <laughs> uh, what other funny thing? Like, I feel like there's been a f- number of funny stuff that happened. This, uh, these maps, like, oh, um, in Numbani, Shock just steps off the map. Like, I don't even think that qualifies as a C9 because they didn't even like. They, they weren't winning the fight. They just kind of stepped off. Yeah. Um, like, uh, one of the casters was saying, like, I wish they had knee stone down the Blizzard so it could have counted as a C9 because then they would have been winning the fight and then they stepped yeah, off. Yeah, it was on their overtime push during the extra rounds where, yeah, they, they were turning that corner, the first corner, or no, second corner, rather, because from point B to point C, there's three corners you turn. Yeah, one. They were starting yeah, to turn the second wow. corner and they just, like, backed away, like, to, like, reposition themselves and but seemed to forget to put someone on the cart. Yeah, but forgot to leave somebody on the cart. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was technically crunch time because it was a six v six, and nobody really had like an advantage at the time. It was like they just backed off to like reposition real fast, and then yeah, they just forgot somebody needed to stay on the point. Yeah, it, it was kind of similar to Dorado, where on Vanian's push. Right after they they get like under the archway, they I think what was it? It was the uh gravitic flux that brought everybody up and um I think it was KS E who was on the Hanzo who didn't leap to the cart in time. And they were like essentially forced off the cart and to like bring and, like bring the overtime to a finish. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's like, huh two games in a row where they just like get off the cart. <laughs> This is a fun game to watch. Is that like I'm a little biased because you know Bandit won, but you know it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, it, it was a really fun game to watch though. Uh, I think that's like the only stuff full. Bandit, like I feel like those other funny things. Like there was just so much going on in these games. It was so nerve wracking. Uh, I kind of wanted to join the voice 
chat because I'm usually in Valiant's uh, on like voice chatting watch parties. But uh, they actually do little giveaways during that for usually like codes, token codes. So you guys should like check that out. But I was just like all kinds of nervous and like I don't want to deal with people right now. <laughs> like <laughs> I just really want to see them win. Yeah. I will say, as fun as this weekend was, I mean, it, it all got topped at the end of the night, though, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, should we talk about Nori first before talking about the rest of the stuff? Because technically, I think so, because it. it has yeah. to do with the league and the upcoming games. Because Valiant yeah. play again this upcoming weekend, so. Yay! Hero bans affect us again. Boo! <laughs> so, the schedule for next week is out. Um, bring that up first, just so like, they know what Valiant's going up against. <laughs> Uh, uh, shock again and fuel. I yes, Avanian has the rematch against Shock. Different yeah, Shock on Saturday, uh, fuel on Sunday. We have different hero bands, so let's see how that affects it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll affect us too too much. But like, we ended up having an interesting uh, guest star choose the hero bands. It was Zoe's cat Nori, and a special yeah. guest <laughs> of was it Maki. Uh, no, Miso. Miso. Miso it's yeah. the, the article that Overwatch put out was called Miso Maki. That's why I messed it up. Yeah, it was really confusing. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? That's not the name. Yes. Uh, so we laid out the tickets that had each hero. They implemented the new uh, one ticket for like certain percentage to another position, all the way to uh, four tickets being if you're like above. Is it 80% or something like that? I don't remember the percent- percentages uh, right now. 75 and up. 75, okay. Four tickets going, yeah. 10, yeah, it's like 10 to 25 is one ticket. Uh, 25 to 50 is two tickets. And 50 to 75 is three tickets. And yeah. then 75 above is four. Yeah, the first poll was of the tanks. And there was actually some dif- difficulties there. Because apparently she was not given the Sigma tickets. So when she first did the poll, it was without uh, Sigma. So they had to redraw that one at the end. But the real first one, I guess, would be the support. Where they did support first, right? Yeah. Yes. I was yeah, like, I nicked out for a second. Yeah, they they leave DPS as last. They they do it tank support DPS. Okay. So what she did is she laid down all the tickets, uh, shoveled them, so she doesn't even know what uh, which ones which. So she, you you can't like. Like, accuse her of making her cat pick a specific one. And let's be real, you cannot train cats to do something like that. You you really yeah. can't. <laughs> so the rules were the first ticket that Nori touches is the one that is chosen as the ban. If she chooses multiple at once, then it's reshuffled and redone again. And if Nori ends up uh, being too, like, disinterested, then they pick it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, first real ban was Brig, which is, you know, not bad. Not bad, Nori. Yeah. And then the second pick was... Ooh, I'm making out. Uh, McCree. McCree. Oh, McCree, yeah, because they got mad. Uh, Snidely mad. So, somebody made the joke that she was going to ban like McCree and Widow or something. And then she ended up choosing McCree. Yep. <laughs> also, Nori was... Nori's a boy. Nori's a boy. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. No, Nori's the boy. And spelled mm-hmm. with an I, not a Y. Correct. Yes. He's a good boy. Nori chooses McCree, they reshuffle, nade them out for Nori to choose. And just Nori as Zoe did it. <laughs> yeah, just as Zoe says, let it be May. It's May. Yeah. 
Nori managed to do what three analysts were not able to do, which was ban May. They banned Soldier 76 three times. They could not pick the May. It, it took the cat. It took the cat. Pay of the game to the cat. Yeah. It's... And Reinforce was so excited. like, And he was reporting that people were out in the streets rioting, excited, and launching fireworks and custom being like, wait a minute, we're in quarantine. They shouldn't be outside. I'm getting word that people are on the streets with fireworks. Yeah. It was hilarious. Everybody was so happy. It's and nice to finally see a meta <laughs> like this. And then just seeing Custom followed up by saying, like, now watch, watch, now we, we ban Ryan. And Reinforce like, no, no, you can't ban him now. Yes, they redid the hero pool draw for tanks, this time with Miso, because Nori, I guess, he got like, nil board. So we got we got Miso instead, and Miso ended up choosing Hammond. Yeah, which so I'm, I'm sure the A-Meg with the Chengdu Hunters is excited about not being able to play Wrecking Ball. Yes, very, very excited. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because... Uh, one of the big issues with Shock was they kept sending in the Wrecking Ball to die, basically. And now they don't have that. So I wonder if yeah. that's going to force him onto another hero. And you got to think, like, was he on Wrecking Ball because he's better at Wrecking Ball than the rest of the heroes? Or was it because that's the comp they thought would work? Like, what, what was going on there? Okay, we get to see next week. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as far as these hero bands go, I don't think it hurts Valiant. A whole lot. Dreamer did play Wrecking Ball, but left a lot to be desired, to be quite frank. His Orisa was definitely way better mm-hmm. than his ball. Uh, the Brig, yeah, we ran the Brig, but I feel like we're a more dependent on Lucio kind of team with the way we're set up. And now that so, Lucio will be back in the hero pool, like, yeah, we, th- can, we can bring it back. More. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this is really depends on the teams Vanin goes up against. Like, if Let's see, they're going up against Shock and Danis. And, you know, let's be real. I feel like even with these... You know, no, let me knock on word first. The Valiant's going to, like, take it with fuel. Mm-hmm. Knock on word again? Okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm double doing it because, like, um, I'm not taking any chances. It's, yeah. it's funny because I'm not particularly a superstitious person. But ever since my aunt taught me about the knock on word thing, it's just something I always do. <laughs> Like straight yeah. up, uh, Geek popped into chat, I think during the shock game at one point, and he was something like, oh, Van's going to take this or something. I'm like, Gig, you knock on wood right now. <laughs> and he yeah, did. He, like, I, do, I do with, remember seeing that, yeah. He replied with that. I'm like, thank you, good sir. Yeah. Um, but KSF was super excited because he tweeted out immediately how good it was that May was banned. It's going to be interesting to see. And like you gotta think, like I wonder how all the players that have been stuck in May jail are going to actually play. Like, are they gonna yeah. be a little rusty? Are they gonna be overzealous of the fact that they're not on May and maybe overextend and die? Like, like what's the mindset gonna be like? There's so much that goes into this. Like, hero bands are really fun. Yeah, I'm really but, happy uh, that they do it this way because I feel like had it been the way that say like league of legends does it i feel like our hero pool is just too small to be able to do like oh each team gets to choose what hero to ban because you might get like really boring comps that way because people are just gonna like auto ban the stuff that would like counter the strongest composition at the time because i um somebody in one of our private services was like oh yeah uh a few teams tried hero bans like like the personal hero ban things and all they were banning was 
uh, Samba and Hammond because at this point it was goats and a Samba Hammond comp could counter goats so they just they just banned goats counter rather than banning goats characters so it's like I feel like that's what would have happened having it done this way what's like randomized due to percentages it's not better yeah but like, yeah I, I like I like the way they they do it for 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 this I think it, it works better <laughs> Yeah, like maybe once the hero pools are expanded to like League of Legends, like 100 and something. I don't even know how many they'll add right now. Um, like, a lot? Yeah, maybe once they're like at that point. Maybe not exactly that point, but like once they'll pass. Yeah, League has uh, 148 character uh, yeah. champions. <laughs> maybe once they're like past 50, they can do like the hero bands that people choose at the start of a match. But right now, I feel it's just it's too small of a pool to choose from. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll definitely take some time before uh, that gets changed out. But the system works now for what we have now, yeah. so. It's, it's working as intended. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's the last thing. Uh, we got to see a cat. Like, lots of people are, like, being like, we want to see a cat. Because both Custa's uh, cats and Zoe's cats would make random appearances, like jumping on the desk, jumping in front of him. There's actually a really funny picture of Custa's cat's tail being like right in front of Custa, looking like it's the mic. Oh, like, yeah. I don't remember which cat it was, though. It was, uh, I think it was like... It might have been Bo? No, no. Is Bo's his... Wait, let me see if I can find it. Okay, it was the gray one with like black spots on it. Yeah, Is that's that one Arya, Arya? I think... I think that I think that one's Arya. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. Bo is sonnet colored, right? Yeah, Bo is colored like him. darker, I think. Yeah, I think there's Arya. But yeah, it's really cute. Like it looks like it's the mic. No, wait, the person who posted it says it's Bo. Oh, Am I getting his cats mixed up? I might be getting them mixed up too. Then. Let me let me check like in the replies if somebody corrects her. Because if not, I'm gonna take her word for it because I know she's a Costa fan. Okay, nobody says that it's Arya, so it's it's Bo, it's Bo. I'm gonna trust the Custa fan, because <laughs> I know for a fact she's a Custa fan. She she would know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited next week to see more cats. I mean, see more <laughs> Overwatch. I'm excited to see both. See cat, see cat. <laughs> People are like, shoot up putting like exclamation point cat in chat. Doing the like the joke that they usually do with tokens or drops. Like no, they just, they didn't care about tokens or drops this time. They cared about cats. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see oh we're getting to an hour past an hour Gee, let's yep. move on <laughs> an hour 15 almost <laughs> let's see how much i can cut out oh my god uh, yeah um so this weekend valiant had a 3v3 oh no i like i need to go back like a ton to find the post now because i like yes there it is so the 3v3 uh called the feed fest was bun bun one by a team named Simp City. Very appropriately named. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, uh, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, this was run as a sort of like charity type thing because it was like, it wasn't like 1500 to the team and 1500 donated. So it's, it's really interesting that they did it in this format. I'm really glad they did because, you know, it gives, it gives people like, a chance to have a fun match against each other. Yeah, for real. Yeah, because um, uh, these were actually players, like at least two of the players were from Simplicity, which is yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's two of them were former Simplicity or 
maybe one was a form. I, I remember looking at it real quick, but yeah. Yeah, well, two of them, two of them have it still in the bio that they're from Simplicity, but one of them does not. So I'm assuming that one's the one that's not on Simplicity or something. So it's really funny that they're like, you know, SimCity and Simplicity are spelled extremely different. Different seminar, seminar. What is with me today? I keep stumbling over my words. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like oh that's cool. And like simplicity one technically. Oh, but yeah. Uh, let's see. They also had another three v three within themselves. Uh, just yesterday. Uh, so did they actually post a post about the outcome for that? No, they only posted when yeah, it went live. It, but yeah, team uh, packing one. So <laughs> as usual, they had yeah. a they had a reverse sweep actually. They did, yeah. Cause it was really interesting. Cause it was the last one was a uh, widow v widows, right? That one was yep. the last one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you think that Mike would win because he has shacks, and Packing has both of the tanks, but no. Yeah, shacks was carrying his team though. <laughs> he was. Because he, he was, was in like, the voice chat. He was like, "I have eight kills. Where's my team?" <laughs> Poor Lastro had none. Nastro, like you'd expect him to be somewhat good because you know he's he's pretty good at Anna, who's also a sniper. And like, come on, well, it was also headshot only, and like Anna doesn't need to headshot; she just has a body shot. Yeah. So. And then like Dreamer and Gig end up losing the tanks. Not was it the tanks or no 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 they lost the uh, hog. Yeah, they they lost the the hot the three hog matchup. Yeah, it's because they were doing a uh, like CC thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> they had to choose which hero, like, they would all be ass. It was, like, environmental, I think was what they called it. Uh, and it was, like, they end up going with Hog v. Hog. And, you know, you think Packing would win. Just, you know, he has the tanks. But no, it's Mike's team that wins. Like, no. And they had another one. Uh, was the second to last one where they get to choose? No, wait, I think I mixed that up. Uh, one of the last two was... The, the second to... to last one was the second to last one was the choosing the enemy comp. Okay, okay, I couldn't remember which order it was in. Uh, but yeah, they were choosing like the enemy comp, and you know, packing played dirty and didn't give Team Mike a healer, but yeah. Team Mike <laughs> gave Team Packing a hero healer. So it's like, on one side you're like, oh, you're playing dirty, not giving them a healer, but on the same time, it's like Mike, you could have made them all play squishies that can't heal themselves. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you gave them Baptiste. Nice. He has an immortality field. <laughs> Those are not a fun plays. Uh, doing the hog v hog, the team Mike actually ended up winning Dreamer. Like they got into a circle around him and just kept hooking him in succession, just yeah. around in a circle <laughs> until he died. Like he died to the hooks. They just kept hooking him, and they had like extended health. They had like two thousand health or something. It was over a thousand. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was well over a thousand. And it's like, you just killed him through hooks, repeated hooks. Bruh, that was like, that's like, that's worse than a teabag. Yeah, because poor Dreamer just couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, they actually did, I think the, they put on the Twitter, the Widow 3v3 thing. Um, I think that's the only one they put a highlight of so far. I'm guessing because that one just was just hilarious. But if you want to watch the full thing, it is on their Twitch VODs. It's it's pretty good watch. And you had a guest of Kareev in chat. Yeah, Kareev showed up and it was amazing. I originally was going to watch it with, like, chat. Just, just like, Let me just not 
look at chat because I just wanted to focus on the game. But I'm like, you know, what? I need the full experience because I didn't get to watch it night. I was helping out with dinner, and I'm really happy I had enough chat open because I got to see Kareev just next like, being like, oh, I win, I beat everyone. Canass at Kareev. Yeah, and Mike uh, kept wanting to sub in Kareev for himself too. Come on, Mike, fight your own battles. <laughs> But uh, I think that was the last of the fun 3v3 stuff they did. They, they did put out a few videos this week. Um, they had a new hero breakdown of Echo. Well, who did, wait, who did they have? They had a uh, Packing, McGravy, you know, and let me just open Fly, this up again so I can KSF, see. KSF, KSP. You're beating me to it. I was going to like open it up and just like wait until they have them on that like six formation. <laughs> yeah, Pnai, KSP, Packy, and KSF, Mike, McGravy. Yeah. It's funny because Mike <laughs> is the only one who didn't have a live cam. They just used the picture of him. Yeah. That one, that, the classic picture of him like with his hands together looking like he's praying. Yeah. Of all people, the GM didn't have a camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's funny because like, both Pnai and KSF are like, in total darkness, essentially. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's how Ply lost his... Uh... His, uh, oh <laughs> and then KSF found them. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's the funniest thing. Like, I'm not sure if they coordinated that or something. I, I feel like they had to be coordinated between the two of them. But just like Apnai tweets out, like, I lost my AirPods. And then KSF is like, sweet, I found AirPods. Like, yeah. come on. Just found a pair of AirPods. Let's go. <laughs> like 10 minutes apart from each other, too. Like, I'm wondering if maybe um, KSF stole the AirPods. And was waiting for him to tweet about it just so he can tweet out himself or if maybe. they like planned this yeah, maybe like, they planned it like as like an april fool's joke too who knows i mean but it's a day uh, it's like well, it was two days only for april fools wasn't it uh wasn't that today that they did oh no it was, it was yesterday it was yesterday yeah. yeah come on guys you're gonna do an april fool's joke too on actual april fools <laughs> oh god <laughs> tomorrow's gonna be scary tomorrow's april fools yeah, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I feel like too many people are, like, tuckled out from the crisis of the world to actually do April Fool's. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, um, they tomorrow's when we find out act- that the whole thing's actually a giant April Fool's prank. True, true. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the video. They just, like, talk a bit about Echo with their thoughts of it, like, what they think are broken or not. Um, McGravy actually had a good point. Excuse me, I just burped. Uh, McGravy actually had a really good point. He brought up how uh, League of Legends does things, how when they bring out a new champion, like it's broken as hell, and then they have to like, fix it. And they've actually been tuning some of the old champions. Like Over the years, you'll see them do reworks, both visually and to the kits and all this stuff to just make them more viable. It's really interesting because people would be like pointing out like, oh my god, why do the heroes like always have to be broken as soon as they come out? But you also look at League of Legends who's been doing this way longer than Overwatch has and they have the exact same problem. And it's like, you know, it, it's the only way things are going to work out. And like when it comes out, it's broken, but then they fix it because you, you can't know when you're making the hero if it's going to be broken or not. You, you don't know until you actually put it in the game. Yeah, and that's when that's when tuning comes in. But yeah, I mean, I, I know they've already been they've already made some tunes to her, so she's not as strong as she already was earlier on the PTR. 
Yeah, because they, ta- they talked about stuff like, oh, if she lands on her sticky bomb, she can take out a squishy. And her flight was like super broken at first. They've, al- they've already patched that out. They patched that out before the uh, the PTR and like showcase match, just that we talked about last week and stuff. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a it was a really nice point that he brought that up because lots of people give Nizzard a lot of like just a hard time over how they introduce new heroes, but in reality, like and like you see the same thing in League of Legends, who's been doing this way longer. So if you're gonna get mad at us, you gotta get mad at them too. Like stop like it's just it's just the nature of things. Things are gonna be broken when they're first released. Or maybe they're not going to be broken at all and they need tuning later. Like, n- look at Symmetra. She went through, like, two different reworks. One was, like, a soft rework. Another one was more of a hard rework. Uh, you got a rework on Torb as well. Like, it happens. Like, tuning has to happen. And the skill setting, like, it's nice to put in that it's something that's a normal, like, mechanically skilled after you have, like, a bunch of heroes who maybe aren't that mechanically skilled. So... You know, it, it's a very interesting points that they brought up. Yeah, but I mean, they they all seem pretty open to the to the hero overall, though. You know, despite you know how they kind of felt what she was at that point. Yeah, it was really funny because I'm like, "What were your first thoughts?" Broken, <laughs> but now I'm like, "Yeah, oh, no, that was pretty great. much unanimous that they all said." Because <laughs> you know, I think that's everybody's idea was like, "Oh, she's broken," but now they're like, "No, she's not too broken." She's got. She's getting there. She's getting there. Yeah, I'm actually curious about when we'll see her played live in, you know, Overwatch League games. I don't think they've po- have they posted a date of when she's coming to the live the, servers. No, the live they server haven't. Because I, I know they released two of her legendary skins, right? Yeah. There's a uh, stealth and moth. Moth looks so cool. Like moth is my aesthetic. I'd like buy that in an instant. <laughs> um. the exact opposite i thought stealth was the cool one and that's why we do this we have different opinions and so we can like bounce off each other uh but yeah like since we don't even know when she's gonna hit live like who knows which patch like if she'll make it onto the next patch that's put into uh the overwatch league um yeah and they have another video out it's mario party part two the long awaited they really don't like Gig. <laughs> they bullied Gig so hard. Like, I'm so sad that this only has, like, 500 views. Like, like come on. Like, you have to, like, tweet this out every day, Van. Like, you gotta. Because, like, people have to see how much bullying Gig went through. It was so funny. Like, he lands on the bad Nux Square, is it called again? Yeah. The bad He lands on the bad Nux Square at the end of Nast episode. And this one... He, like, sort of debates himself. Because they're all telling him, like, oh, you have that block that lets you choose what number you land on. You should choose, at the very least, two. And he chooses one, and then his own dice, like, had given him, like, a negative one. So, he ends up staying in the same place, and it lands on the bad luck squad twice! Yeah, actually, what was it was a uh, dreamer gave him a poison mushroom, which automatically... oh, poison mushroom, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I I mixed that up then, but yeah, like poison mushroom, and like was it earlier? Uh, who was it that ended up hitting him with the tornado that steals your coin? Was that McGravy? I, I think it was McGravy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, McGravy ends up hitting him with that. So and like he gets hit with that that uh. 
that little tornado thing twice actually like yeah, as soon as he gets coins they immediately hit him with the tornado so he yeah, passes the stars <laughs> and he can't buy one yeah and when he landed on the uh the bad luck square and his punishment was he was supposed to lose five coins but he didn't have any so it's like well nothing happens to you then it's just, it's so funny they just kept bullying him like Oh, anything bad happens, let's do it to Gig. And Gig was always winning the mini games. So yeah, he was getting coins, but as soon as the round starts, let's attack Gig and like steal his coins. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Gig, he just could not catch a break. They had some uh interesting mini games this time around. They did, yeah. <laughs> just watch it and you'll see that Apnai is a very good Christian boy. Yes. <laughs> he said so himself. On and on, I, I think, I think Gig is the only one without stars right now, right? Yeah, he's he's in last place yeah, he's, with no stars. He's, he's been bullied so hard. Like he wins every single mini game, but as soon as the chance arises, like nope, give me those uh those coins. Like he ended up ending off with one of the blocks because he decided to go through the route that gives him a like a special event thing. So in that block, yeah. there might be a star. But you gotta be very lucky for that. And he hasn't been too lucky this time around. Yeah, he's had a lot of bad luck. He keeps debating himself. Like, they'll give him advice. And then he doesn't take it. Like, come on, they're actually giving you advice. They know you're a boomer. Yeah, but I mean, but they were also debating him earlier. So I can understand why now he's, like, reluctant to, like, listen to them. <laughs> come on, like, you, like, nice? Like, knows what's going on in this game. Like, out of, like, he knows every single minigame, too. Straight up. Like, it's so funny. Because I'm like, oh, this this minigame's hard. Oh, I know this one. This one's, like, super easy. But then, like, there's another one. Like, wait, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He's a good Christian boy. That's why he didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Applies obviously got a future in competitive Super Mario Party. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait till part three comes out. Because you can already see the tension growing. Like, they're just bullying Gig hard. Like, he's, he's going he's gonna to snap. He's going to yeah, snap. He's, it's going to boil over and he's going to snap. <laughs> he's not that good of a Christian boy. Uh, I wonder when it's going to be released, because this one was actually, this episode came out over, I think it was almost two weeks after the last Valiant uh, Mario Party video. Watch it drops tomorrow. <laughs> oh god, no. This one this one was just released four days ago. It's not going to drop tomorrow. I swear, David. I swear. <laughs> he does it on purpose. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, And the last video, uh, it's just top five plays of Valiant versus Soul Dynasty and Shock. Like, we don't really have to go over that because, you know, we just talked about the games. <laughs> yeah. So, no need for it. <laughs> no, it was nice that they did find some good plays within the Dynasty game, so like... Yeah, that was know. nice that they at least found those. Like, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta see, like, the best in things. I guess that's uh, all there was to talk about. Uh, we ended up with a pretty long episode. I think we talked way too much at the beginning. I'm gonna cut that down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I say I always say I'm going to cut it down, but then like I listen to it I'm like this flows so well, I don't want to cut it. <laughs> but yeah, um I think that's it for us guys. If you want to keep up to date with everything Voicing Valiant, you can find us on Twitter at Voicing Valiant. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with everything any Valiant, you can find them at any Valiant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Reddit, Discord, and Snapchat. That's it for us guys. See you next week. See you next week everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, you know how I have a second bed in my room, right? 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought I mentioned it somewhere, uh, but I have a second bed in my room because we usually let guests stay in my room. And mm-hmm. uh, one day my mom was like, hey, why don't you try sleeping in the other bed? And then you just put Jaguar on your bed so she doesn't bug you so much with like stepping on over you and like sneezing onto your face. Because she does do that. <laughs> she will sneeze on my face. 